Walk outside? You'll go outside? I have headphones on. Oh. <laughs> and now it's time for distraction. They would have called it good material, but it's not. Um, I'm sort of a master of distraction. And welcome back to Distraction episode 36. We have not confirmed or denied that. Um, we welcome back our co-host, or I don't know, yeah, our co-host, um, Mr. Jordan Treadup. And we also have producer Tim, who we never shout out at the beginning. So hi, producer Tim as well. Hi, producer Tim. He's never going to talk. He's never <laughs> going to talk. We talked the one episode. Um, but we, you can also call us the Halo Clan. If you guys ever want to face us in a Halo battle on Xbox One, feel free to uh, chat us up. That's how we do it. We're really good. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so uh, we welcome on for this episode a very, um, you know, reoccurring guest. I don't know if the word varied wasn't needed, but uh, we welcome back Lawyer Dan. Was that his nickname? Dirty Dan, Lawyer Dan. Dirty Dan. Dirty Dan. That's what it was. Welcome There's... back, Dan. Thanks, guys. I'm happy to be a very recurring guest. Yeah. Oh, then we had Detective Dan because he was trying to figure out if uh, Tiger King was actually uh, singing in his in his music videos. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. I, I forgot. That's why you know, he kind of calls out in that saying, you know, he doesn't sing. But uh, we definitely need Detective Dan this episode because we have some things to get to the bottom of, which includes going over the top comedians of the last of the decade from 2010 to 2020. We're going to figure out who the top comedian was of that time. And then we're also going to go over what we watched lately. And I know that on Dan's list, he does have Tiger King. So Dan, did you finish, complete it, and then do some work on it, some research? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I watched Tiger King. We powered through that. Um, I don't know, probably two days. That was one of the most interesting documentaries i've ever seen uh katie actually listened to the podcast a while back and i started getting the ads for it i was like oh i i you listen to this um yeah the little bit of research you kind of alluded to apparently there's a band that actually does the vocals for joe's stuff uh which is kind of depressing because i think jordan said this uh in the last episode yeah my hot take was that he was like a decent singer Yeah, Katie says anything. She's like, "Wow, this, he's got a pretty good voice." Um, I didn't think it really jived with his like weird nasally right. redneck accent. So I'm guessing, like, I don't know. I didn't do that much research. Um, I listened to a podcast and saw a Twitter thread from the guy who did the Tiger King podcast, and he said that there was some band and I forget what they're called. They actually do the vocals. I want. I'm assuming Joe wrote uh, "Here, Kitty, Kitty." I can't imagine some other band yeah. wrote here, Kitty Kitty, just I will randomly. Say it's catchy then, at least. I'll give him some credit. Oh, yeah. I mean, the guy is entertaining. He knows it. I caught yeah. myself singing. What's the other song? His other popular one. Not here, Kitty Kitty. Um, Crap. Thanks for helping me out. I saw a tiger. I saw a tiger. Yeah. Oh. And tiger saw a man. <laughs> yeah. No, I caught myself humming that the other day. I was like, that's bad. <laughs> And that's probably the only good thing about Joe Exotic. He was in the news again today for um, very – he wanted to say the N-word pretty much. He was very – He was <laughs> As if you didn't yeah, think what, he, he was, was more upset that he couldn't. I don't – I guess he wanted to, but he was like, well, why can't I? I'm being discriminated against because I can't say it. That was in his campaign video uh, that he wanted to say that too. 
Yeah, it's uh, no one like people say like, oh, that's that's the guy you look up to. Like no one looks up to the guy. He's just entertaining. Like he has something they put on TV. He's a, he's they're all bad people. We all got to the bottom of that pretty quick. And uh, yeah, they're just entertaining to watch. And he is entertaining to say the least. Have you guys listened to? Um, pardon my take on it. They just refer to him the entire time as characters. Like they're not even like <laughs> they, they can't understand that like they're not characters. These are people. But they just keep referring to them as characters the entire time because they're so made up. Yeah, I mean, they. I listened to a handful of podcasts that talk about it. Now, uh, one of the things that Ryan Russillo kept bringing up was when Saf got her arm bitten off. Before Joe ran out to go make sure she was okay, he ran inside and grabbed an EMT jacket. Just that's that's his character. He's like, oh wait, let me get my jacket. I have the perfect outfit for this for this girl who got her arm bitten off, <laughs> off by a tiger. He's like, hey, folks, look, uh, you know, you're going to find out on the news. Somebody got their arm bitten off. Why don't you come back tomorrow? <laughs> we'll give you credit. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, uh, yeah, what I'm just trying to, like, figure out how to rate Tired King because it is entertaining. It is really weird TV to watch. But, I, like, I put up there as one of the best Netflix things of the year. Like, it's going to be – it's weird to say that, but it's probably the best thing of 2020 for Netflix. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I don't know. So full disclosure, I haven't been listening to podcasts as much since I don't have a commute anymore. Did you guys discuss this last week? Would you go to his wildlife? Uh, I don't want to call it a zoo, but I guess a zoo. Um, like, would you guys go to it? No, no, unlikely. And now, now it's even clear, but like, uh, this is the way it's very one dimensional. It felt like, I mean, I, I would rather stay. I'm pretty like, uh, adamant of being like safe so that's not my i'd rather go to like legit zoo instead of like a a one-man show like that i don't know if i would go now after everything we know but like pre-watching that if you told me pay like a little bit of money and you get to play with baby tiger cubs and like pet them and take pictures with them honestly i'd probably go it's pretty very expensive they said it was like 200 bucks a person and like one family was like i was i've been here three times this week already and like that means he's been dropping like fifteen hundred bucks in his pictures with tigers. Still pretty expensive. <clears throat> By the way, Saf is uh, actually a trans man. Just yeah, so you know. Yeah, I saw that. A lot of news today. Plus, what they're they're reopening the investigation on Carol's husband. Yes, um, I think it goes nowhere. Honestly, no, it won't. Um, because there's no real evidence left. I mean, if there was, there's not anymore. And the witnesses they would have. Don't seem very credible to open a case back up. Yeah, I mean, it'd be awesome if they were to catch her. She's definitely like getting probably a worse rap than she deserves. Um, she might have been a victim of a murder for hire plot, but she sucks. I hope I hope they catch her. Find out she killed her husband. They all deserve to be in jail. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, and and not, Dan, uh, no, not the campaign manager. He's the best. Yes, he was great. <laughs> Fuck the feds. <laughs> Technically. Yeah. Uh, so, Dan, have you been watching anything else except for Tyree King? Or has that been taking up all your time? Uh, we've been rewatching 30 Rock, and then I just watched uh, The Witcher on Netflix as well. So what did you uh, think of that as not a book reader? I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, there were definitely parts. One, the names are awful. Is it a witch? Um, is it a witch TV show? What is it? Um. So it's a show, I guess Jordan could probably explain it a little bit. Did you watch the show as well, Jordan? Yeah. 
yeah, I'm through so it. So Jordan read the books and, and I read the, the first two like that. short story compilations, um, which are mainly what the show this season is based on. <clears throat> it's so The Witcher, I guess, is he is basically this soldier that doesn't have feelings and is enriched with some sort of powers, and his job is to track down <clears throat> dangerous animals and beasts and kill them so he runs into vampires and genies and just magical stuff lost me at that vampire. yeah i mean i honestly don't i didn't care for it but i think it was because i don't think they it's hard when you read a book and then you watch something especially something on you know netflix isn't the highest budget it just doesn't hold up um i mean i didn't read the book um or any of the books, I guess. I thought it was entertaining. I actually thought it was really similar the way it's plotted to The Mandalorian, um, where you had like this overarching story, yeah, kind of very loosely tied in, and you know, there's stuff going on with Siri, and there's stuff going on with The Witcher, and you know, there's these characters, and you see them all kind of moving, but not really. But for the most part, it was like every week, it was like, all right, Witcher, we need your the help adventure playing. of the week, yeah. Yeah, which I mean, I, I I felt was the same thing as like the Mandalorian, and then at the end of the first season, it's like, oh, okay, we're actually moving forward with this. So I don't know. I thought it was entertaining. Um, Henry yeah. Cavill's really cool in it. He's good. So if you think the names are weird, the Bard actually in the book is a different name. In the book, he's actually referred to as Dandelion. Oh, I, that would be easy. It's I couldn't understand. It. So the book is written by like a Polish guy, right? It's translated to English, these, yeah crazy names where they'd say something and I'd look at Katie cause she read the book and I was like, what, what word was that? And she's <laughs> like, oh, I, I don't know either. I'd be like, Oh, the is coming from Murphy and And you're like, what the fuck are these words? That was my, I thought the hardest part was just figuring out what the hell everybody. It was a little were. challenging in the book too, to figure out what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. And all the made up countries are tough. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Really but... cool too. They did a good job with like the fight choreography. Yeah. Why is it called the Witcher? Because that's what his breed of person is. He's like a super soldier. They're called Witchers. The yeah. Witch He's like a mutant with like some magical powers, not like a you know magician or a mage or wizard or anything, but like a little bit. Hmm. Hmm. Not for, not for me. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't suggest it to you. <laughs> uh, Jordan, what about you? Anything on the 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 schedule for this week of watching. So we've been going back and watching old movies that Sabrina has yep. not seen, uh, including Tommy Boy, which ironically today is the 25th anniversary of Tommy Boy. Wow. Yeah, what what of... you think? We don't care about your opinion. She liked what? it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. For, I was, I was holding my breath. I'm like, if you don't like this movie, but she <laughs> laughed within the first scene of when like young Tommy Boy, like runs into the fence. And I'm like, yep, we got it. Um, was it like uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall? Not forgetting Sarah Marshall. How I Met Your Mother when they were watching from the other room, like he was panting for Star Wars, so she would like that. <laughs> uh, kind of a little bit, <laughs> not really. I think no? I settled in fast because she was laughing off the yeah. bat. So nice, that's good. Um, outside of that, I watched Onward, the new Disney uh, Pixar movie with uh, oh yeah Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. I thought it was it was pretty decent. It was it has a little bit of Shrek vibes to it, but um. It definitely has that Pixar emotional catch at the end. Nice. What are you watching, I, Timmy? 
onward we go. I will say that. Uh, um, so the show I've been addicted to that I have one more season of. Sorry, my phone turned, my computer turned off for a second. Um, I watch. I've been watching Better Call Saul. Um, figured I, I more no better time than now in the quarantine to watch the show um, because I'm just, I was going to watch it a couple times. It's never pulled the trigger. This time I did got through three seasons pretty quickly this week. Um, so I got one season left and I'd say I, I'm enjoying it very much. It makes me want to rewatch breaking bad. And I noticed I meant for people who watch breaking bad, Mike, who is the bald old guy, he's awesome and better call Saul. He's probably the main reason I watch still. He's been great to watch and how his story goes. Um, Saul, obviously, or James McGill, the lawyer, is also a very good story, but uh, Mike is the one that sells the show. Um, I also been watching, or I did watch in one day, the kitchen, it's like Kitchen Cook, The Final Table. Um, if you didn't know, I love MasterChef, and this is a cooking show to fill that void for now. It is pretty much a team of two, of uh, ten teams, and they're all from over the country, and each week, um, they go to a different country, and three celebrity guests come on to judge, pick one of food of that culture. They cook that culture's food. Then like the people who suck go to one little elimination and they have one big chef come on for that one culture of food and they cook that food in front of them and that's how to do eliminations. Either way, good show, different cultures of food to look at. Um, I'd recommend it as a kind of a background TV show to watch when you're doing something else. Good, good, good. Okay. Last one really quick. The platform on Netflix was pretty good to watch too. Entertaining. What is that? Um, it's it's uh, a, they're in prison or like kind of like it's between either a mental health um, institute or this platform. Pretty much, there's like all these different platforms. The the like if you're number one platform, you're really good. Pretty much, it's like a food chain kind of. Sh- movie if you're platform one you get this big feast of food to pick from and if you're platform 200 you get the leftovers of everyone's scraps and pretty much it's kind of showing that divide between platforms and hierarchy of um different things so it's worth watching though sounds complicated okay um it's not complicated it's pretty simple it breaks it down within the first 10 minutes of the movie so like oh okay i get it it's pretty simple and like actually i want to get into one more thing um, it's it's pretty sad. So should I just try cap it or should I go for it? Go ahead. Okay. Um, because it, it happens in this movie. I feel like every time a dog comes into a film Uh-oh. unannounced or you know something like that, they always got to kill a dog. Why do people do this to us? Why is it a good idea to kill dogs on like movies? I know they're trying to get that emotional attachment from us and like that wow, but I just knew that dog was gonna die right away. It was terrible. I think everybody thinks it's like the easiest way to get people actually emotional. Like you know? I, every movie for the most part, like do, the dog dies. I'm like, it's like a, an easy, You're like a some sad movie. stuff, man. Well, I mean, it just happens sometimes. We were talking about I am legend with Owen last week oh. and the dog dies, and then like I'm, I'm watching this movie and like the dog dies. So I'm like, okay, this is like, I feel like every movie we talk about or watch with dogs, this doesn't end well. Yeah, what is that? Oh, the dog's purpose is that that one movie where the dogs just keep dying or whatever? And they they boycotted the movie. They're like, nope, we can't. Like, no one support this movie, please. They're well, they were like them. abusing animals. They were like forcibly yeah. drowning a puppy. Yeah, they yeah. had to jump into some like weird whitewater rapids thing. Yeah, that was that was bad. Yeah, so yeah, I'm a, I'm an anti dogs dying. Good. Yeah, you know what? Dogs, I, we are an anti dogs dying podcast. Yeah, so more dogs doing good thing. things, being heroes. I like Airbud Golden Retriever. Like bring <laughs> bring those movies on for me. 
Not, not that exactly, but a better version, maybe. <laughs> Dogs doing heroic stuff. But anyway, let's get to the ad. How about that? And here we go. We are back. Thank you very much, whoever recorded that. It's going to be Owen. <laughs> Owen, I always get past the ads. I just can't help it, even in my own little podcast world. Wow. That's uh, all right. We go. maybe made a penny off of it. There we go. Perfect. So what we are doing today as our big thing this week is – the last decade, which was 2010 to 2020, we are rating the top comedic actors of that time from 2010 to or 2019. Sorry. So there are actors such as, um, let's say, Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill on our list, and Will Ferrell. Movies made in 2009 and be previous do not count. So those are raised for our mind. So something like Step Brothers or Knocked Up, they don't count. I Love You, Man, they don't count. So like uh similar ones like tv shows as well they count as well so seinfeld does not count okay got it guys yep that makes it it's made it very tough to uh kind of think about this and remove some of those movies from your head but that's where we are so we're gonna try to do that so you know stick with us we have some notes we did some research so we know we're talking about we might have not made all the right decisions we have like 50 hundred notables that we didn't make the list and there was a revision by our producer tim that was not notified to me at all, but one name removed was Donald Glover out of nowhere, and what the hell? I don't agree with it. I think he just start. He's just been tinkering, man. Now, now, Tim, I don't need you to come on to defend yourself. I would like you to type yourself, be a keyboard king, and at least type out why you did that. He put in Tina Fey over Donald Glover. Yes, Tina Fey is great. I do love her, but. Removing Donald Glover like that, the disrespect last second to make him the one that's off. I see some other names on here that should be removed over Donald Glover. So I'm a little disappointed in uh, the actions he took today. Yeah, I mean, plus I, I spent a lot of time coming up with these notes and just throw them away. It's fine. Tim, it's about to type something soon. But our first matchup now that it's not Donald Glover. Well, let's give an overview got- of the bracket so we kind of know where. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you do it. <laughs> fine. All right. <laughs> So we got a, an east and a west bracket here. So let's start with the west. We've got a one seed of Jonah Hill. Uh, we got a two seed of Amy Poehler. We got a three. And also, seed. really, really quick, we had to look up where what hospitals they were born in to put them in east and west. So that took us a lot of work to find out what when they were born, what you know hospital they're in. So that's how we separated east and west. By the way, no, we're, we're blaming all this on uh, producer Tim. So if you don't like where somebody's seated, that's all on him. Um, Three's Kevin Hart. Four, Kristen Wiig. Five, Andy Samberg. Six, Kate McKinnon. Seven is Julia, Julie, Julia, Louis Ju- Dreyfus. Julie, Julie. <laughs> Julie, Julie. All right. Julie, Julie. And number eight is now Tina Fey, which was once Donald Glover. We hardly knew ye. All right. And in the East, we have a number one seed is Seth Rogen. Uh, number two seed, Melissa McCarthy. Number three seed, Chris Pratt. Number four seed, Will Ferrell. You're saying, wait, Chris, Will Ferrell's a four seed? We'll get to it. Five seed, Bill Hader. Six, Ryan Reynolds. That's right, Ryan Reynolds. Number seven, Paul Rudd. And eight, Aziz Ansari. Really quick, producer Tim, I know you can hear us. Can you find the, the song lyric that mentions, it's from Donald Glover, a.k.a. Charles Gambino, where he mentions, mentions Tita Fey. So find that lyric for me, what song. Oh, shit, the uh, irony. Yeah, so um, he'll do that for us, find out the song we're doing. But yes, okay, um, keep going, Jordan. That's it. Oh, that's it. Okay. So we got 16 total seeds. There's a real lot of honorable Tim, I mentions. To, I was trying to find this real quick while Jordan's reading it over. 
apparently Tina Fey rapped on a Childish Gambino mixtape. That sounds familiar. I can't remember what the lyrics. Can you just was, add though. them as like a duo? <laughs> I almost would pick that over Jonah Hill. I mean, I don't want to say that, but uh, be pretty close. It'd be pretty. It would make it a very tough matchup there. No, I'm not gonna let Tim win because producer Tim changed things around us last second. That's pretty much approval. my my concept. Every time I walk into one of these podcasts, is don't let Tim win. Well, you're you're two against one in that situation. I know. So it's it's been a fight. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Tina Fey, Donald Glover team, but we won't count them as a team. We'll do Tina. We'll listen to producer Tim this time. Real estate. That sounds familiar. Okay. He's I've got the lyrics if you want it. Okay. Yeah, play the so, lyrics really quick, or uh, rap them yourself, or just talk them out loud. Yeah, Jordan can can dub this in over me if you want. <laughs> but I swear to God, Tina Tina Fey gave me confidence, taught me everything that is good, comes from honesty. Everybody's got a voice. You just got to follow it. She on a role model shit. From the day that I shook her hand, I knew I'd never die a broke man so I could try this rapping shit out again. Look at that. So I guess in the sense of it, Tina Fey is like a role model to Donald Glover. So we'll let Tina Fey have the spot for that reason, I guess. Yeah, she's responsible for Donald Glover. Yeah, so. so okay, so now we know that Tina Fey is responsible for everything Donald Glover did. So remember that when picking your uh, winner in that matchup. All done right. And done. done. Okay, perfect. So our first matchup is Jonah Hill and Tina Fey, a.k.a. Donald Glover's um, role model. <clears throat> so I probably saved my notes on Jonah Hill for another round because sending him through. It's a one so, yeah, seed for a reason. Our voting process will be all three of us vote, and that's how we decide who goes through, correct? Correct. So okay, we got an odd number. So Tina Fey, she's been in 30 Rock, Unbreakable Kimmy, Sh- Kimmy Schmidt, and I Carly, I Carly for one episode. <laughs> didn't know that. <laughs> that um, was my note. She was in an episode of iCarly, according to her uh, IMDb. Yeah, so, so she, not an, yeah. yeah. She would be not an 8 seed just probably because 30 Rock was – only had one year of bleed. How many years into this decade? Not many. Last episode was early 2013. She was okay. in wine country. So, I mean, doesn't have to be named. Like, it wasn't that good, but she was in wine country. Yeah, we'll get to wine country. <laughs> really? Okay. Tango Fox. That was okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, we're moving Jonah Hill on. We'll, you know, get to his stuff that he did in, those, in that decade for now. But we're moving on to the four versus the five, which is Kristen Wiig versus Andy Samberg, two SNL alums. Yeah, we have. I think we have seven SNL alums out of our sixteen. So, yeah. So, um, Kristen Wiig, she is a SNL alum, like we said. She's also been in 2010, which just made the cut. Was McGruber, and she's also kind of representing uh, Will Forte to me because she was in Last Man on Earth too, which doesn't need to be named, but she was a good little uh, cameo in that. She was also in Despicable Me. You heard of it? Yeah, uh, Bri- <laughs> Bridesmaids. Um, which is like the uh, bridesmaid's been a big pool too as well. If you've been in that movie, you're kind of getting that extra, yeah. the like tiebreakers. Like, well, she was in bridesmaid. It's so, kind of uh, the, debatably the best comedy of the last decade. Yeah, I would say so. It's I would top think, five. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's for sure, but was she in Ghostbusters? Uh, she yeah. was. Okay, so that's a negative for me already. So if you so, scroll down, there's notes. Oh, Ghostbusters! I'm looking at it. <laughs> She's in Zoolander two, Anchorman two. I feel like she was in some like those movies being named are kind of busts. Like, yeah, no, there's a lot of busts. So, um, I'm putting that into consideration. SNL, she was obviously great. She's one of the best cast members of that time, um, which I don't know what years that took place. But in. I think I did not add that because I think she left before 2010. Ouch. 
which I think I just, ah, that seems that might not be right. Producer I might have missed again. Yeah, I might have missed it up. Um, okay, we'll go back to that. But that's a big pool for me. So right now, Andy Samberg um, for the list has SNL two on eight to two on fourteen. In two thousand ten, he did make "I Just Had Sex," um, which is a classic song you play when you had sex or when you don't have sex. So you can play it just for fun. Um, a couple of the early Lonely Island songs didn't get on the list because they were made in 09. But um, he still has some, you know, a bunch of hits. He made, uh, I can never say the name, Pop Star Never Stop Popping, right? Pop Star Never, never Stop. Never Stop, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, he also had Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Jake Peralta, a classic role. Almost got canceled, but it was picked up at a uh, by Fox or NBC? Uh, Hulu. Hulu. Oh, yeah. So, no, it was NBC. Yeah, they brought it home. It was on Fox originally. And NBC got it because they had uh, the office and Parks and Rec, and they wanted. Uh, gotcha. Because I think it's the same creators or something had to do with it. Some yeah, similar I, producers. Interesting. And then Kristen Wiig was on uh, SNL from 2005 to 2012, so she has two years of pull for SNL too. Okay. Um, which is good for her, you know, tie-breaking stuff if if we needed. Um, but Andy Samberg also did a couple HBO documentaries with Seven Days in a Hell. Mockumentary. Mockumentary, oh. sorry. Um, and Tordy Pharmacy, um, which I thought they're good. Jordan said he didn't like them. That's okay. Different strokes for different folks. Um, but I think he's a good list of things of, you know, putting him over the top of Chris and Rick. I love Chris and Rick too, but I'm choosing Sandberg here. Oh. Uh, this one is a very tough, very good 4-5 matchup. Um, I'd go Chris and Wig. MacGruber's great. Bridesmaid's you know, just because she is the main character, it, that is such a massive movie. Um, <clears throat> I haven't seen Mastermind. I've heard it's good. And, God, I feel like there's something else that we're missing from Kristen Wiig. But she just, she's just done so much. Oh, she was in The Martian. She was pretty good as the PR director in that. But Donald um, Glover was also in The Martian, by the way. Right. No, I know. I am, which which means Tina Fey was in it. <laughs> yeah. Right. If so facto. <laughs> So I, I got to go with Kristen Wiig here. Kristen Wiig was also in Wet Hot American Summer, which was an all right, kind of low-key good show. Good series, for like a season, whatever it was. All right, Dan, you're the tiebreaker. I'm the tiebreaker. Shit. Um, I really – so MacGruber and Bridesmaids, I think of all the things on here between the two, might be the two best. Um, yeah. I mean, if we had Hot Rod, it would be a little different. Oh, when was Hot Rod? It was pre-2010. Yeah, gotcha. Um, I'm actually going to go with Andy Samberg. I think oh. I, I, I really like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think that show is awesome. Popstar was shockingly funny. The Lonely Island stuff is great. Um, Jordan, you didn't like Seven Days in Hell? Um, I guess the reason I didn't like it is because I just thought that Kit Harrington was so shit in it. <laughs> I mean, that was the point, right? But yeah, also- but no, I just thought he was not funny. I just thought he was just terrible and like out of like in over his head yeah i think kristen wig had higher highs like mcgruber and bridesmaids are better than the rest of the stuff i would say uh but sandberg i think he's been consistent he's also funny just like whenever he pops up and stuff yeah like he's good in um parks and rec um yeah uh that yeah this is a tough matchup i think i'm gonna go sandberg just as like a consistency thing all right uh but yeah. kristen wig diff definitely like if this was, you know, we're doing March Madness, like Chris and Wig could go off for 45 in like a sweet 16 mm-hmm. game, but Andy Samberg will get you like 20 and 10 every night. 
Yeah, Kristen Wiig is Gonzaga. Andy Samberg more like a uh, like a Michigan. I think it's the other way around. Really? Okay. <laughs> I haven't got my basketball references down for comedic actors yet, so something I'll be working on for sure. So next we do have the matchup of Kevin Hart versus Kate McKinnon. Once again, we do have another SNL member as well as part of that kind of crew of gals who are, you know, stood together in those Ghostbusters, Bridesmaids, all those funny movies. Um, Kevin Hart, more known for stand-up, has done his, you know, his roles in movies as the supporting actor. Um, his movies, to be exact, are This Is The End, which was not really, he was a cameo for a second, still funny. He was in Ride Along, he was in The Wedding Ringer, Get Hard, Central Intelligence, all kind of the same movie sentiment. <laughs> all pretty much the same character. Yeah. So he's really no real range with them, but he's he was uh the biggest thing to hit the world for like two years probably. Yeah, he pretty much um, was. Um so his like his his peak is better than a lot of peaks out there. So also Night School, Hobson Shaw, uh cameo, I guess. So Jumanji is his big thing now. Um but are we counting his stand up as part of his acting or is that No, I think we gotta stitch put that off to the side otherwise some other people yeah. get some bumps that are not on this list i wanted to make sure when i'm picking my person so i got you, I got you. Um, our next person is kate mckinnon um she was a late ad she almost didn't make the list we took zach gilavanakis off for kate mckinnon um she was in ghostbusters as well which is a negative for me um she was in snl masterminds the angry birds movie rough night the spy who dumped me with uh, mila kunas very underrated movie i thought uh also yesterday the one where they mocked or not mocked they redid the Beatles songs acting like they never existed. She was a manager in that or something. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think I go with, I'm going to go first. Um, <laughs> Kevin Hart, obviously, because like you said, he was like kind of the biggest thing in comedy for like two years. All of his movies draw a major audience. Um, Jumanji was a massive hit and he was a big reason why. Um Ride Along got audience, Get Hard got audience, Central Intelligence got audience, Secret Life of Pets sucked. Um, he was pretty funny in that Hobbs and Shaw little cameo. Um, Kate McKinnon, though, she is the best thing on SNL and has been for a while now. But outside of that, when you talk about like Ghostbusters and The Spy Who Dumped Me, she is playing characters that just don't match the worlds that she's in she almost ruins the movies she's just too over the top yeah like honestly when i first thought kevin hart would not you know count a stand-up i'm like all right i'm going the next person kate mckinnon let me look at kate mckinnon's kind of profile except for snl it's not really that deep so i'm kind of split here so i'm gonna let dan vote first to make me go last or you didn't even vote yet did you no i'm, I'm definitely going kevin hart okay gotcha Dan, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm going Kevin Hart for the same reason. I think Kate McKinnon's super funny, and I would assume she's got a lot of big things ahead of her. Um, but, I mean, I know we're not supposed to consider the um, the stand-up, but, like, Kevin Hart really was, like, the most famous person in the world for a while. Um, or maybe not most famous, but, you know, one of the most famous actors um, – so I, I got to go with Kevin Hart. Also, Jumanji was super funny. Yeah. Um, like, I haven't seen the second one. The first Jumanji was awesome. They, they made three now, aren't they? Or did they still have two? Uh, no, just the two with The Rock oh, okay. and Kevin Hart. And Jack yeah, Black. So, 
So, right. Tim, you don't have to worry, but my vote's for Kevin Hart. Okay, um, good. I think he's going to flame out soon, but uh, he deserves to win the first round. Yeah, and he's just kind of all over the place. Like, he just does the All-Star Weekend. He's like, he just is places to make himself funny, and he's good at that. Acting, you know, all right. Being around, being funny, he's better at that made any sense. So we'll move on to our next matchup, which is Amy Poehler versus I can't. Even, why, why do you got to put JLD? I don't know how to say her name. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Is that you say it? Just JLD. Let's go there. Well, people don't yeah. know where JLD. If I said JLD, I would have like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, now we've established it. JLD now. Okay, you guys all know she's in Veep. If you didn't know, um, and that's pretty much all she's been in. So I would say. I honestly would have put Larry David here over JLD, in my opinion, because um, we were kind of split between doing TV or movies or including both. And so we we're kind of split and then we kind of just left it as is. So um, in my opinion, this is Larry David's spot and not JLD's, but um, that's what it is. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus has been in Veep. Um, yeah, that's been her big thing. She's won the best comedy actress like every single year for uh, her role as was named Selena Meyer, right? Yep. She uh, is I'm trying to find it. Awesome. She has the most Emmy wins. Yeah, she won six straight Emmy awards for Outstanding Lead Actress from 2012 to 2017. Um, She's basically the, the Peter Dinklage of comedy. Except Peter Dinklage didn't really win that much, did he? Well, fuck that then. I didn't know that. I think he only, I think he only won like once. For oh, it, oh that's right. But he was like nominated every time and did not yeah. win. Who do you keep? She, he kept losing to like one person. It's probably people from um, uh, Mad Men and stuff like that. Yeah. Mad Men and then like uh, probably like Jesse Pinkman, I think, won once. Um, yeah, so she has – Julia Redreyfus, I believe, has the most Emmys – of anybody uh she has at least six for veep she also won as elaine and seinfeld and as the new adventures of old christine but <laughs> doesn't count yeah seinfeld does not count but veep is no no i'm just saying right she... no 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 i know yeah yeah so um yeah i mean we should also talk amy Poehler. obviously parks and rec um pretty much Amy Poehler is kind of the same way as kind of a one trick pony like right. she's done other things but a very she really interesting match over the, yeah she really isn't over the top I mean she had SNL for two years from well she was from 01 to 12 but she got two years from uh 2010 to 2012 yeah. for us um she did Inside Out she did Wet Hot American Summer as well um Wine Country doesn't need to be named uh, Jordan said he's going to mention it um no, this, was, this was it basically okay let's go for it the well you watched it I did and it's garbage, yeah? Garbage, yeah. yeah. So, I still watch it. I almost turned it off, but I watched it. So between Wine Country and The House, she's done some really terrible movies. Um, she did the week uh, They Came Together with Paul Rudd, which was kind of like making fun of like rom-coms. But they did it kind of too late where everybody kind of knew all that, like the tropes that were in a rom-com, so they missed the bus on it. Ah. So outside of Parks and Rec and SNL, Inside Out is a Pixar movie, so it's going to do good yeah and i i personally i don't get wet hot american summer that's just not my kind of humor so i just don't have anything outside of parks and rec yeah i think julia louis dreyfus is pretty it's she's got a pretty rough draw on her seed i'm gonna vote for her i'll just put that out there she won six straight uh outstanding comedy actress emmys 
I don't understand how she could lose to I mean, I'm sure she'll lose at some point. She's not going to win this thing, but it doesn't make sense for her to lose in the first round. She's like one of the best, maybe the best comedy actress of all time for sitcoms, television. I don't think awards really tell the whole story about especially comedy with that stuff. I think one real lesson in that is always sunny in Philadelphia, how they've never won a single award. And no one's going to tell me they're not funny because they haven't won an award either. Well, we didn't put them on this list. Um, well, I met they're a group, like they're right. not like, and we want, I wanted to put Charlie Day in here. I would love to have Mac on here. I'd love to have all the guys on here, but, um, their resume, like I said, isn't as, you know, it's not deep. Um, but in this case, I think Amy Poehler is funnier. And so I would have her move on to the next round. Well, well, sorry, Tim. I'm with Dan. He kind of, he sold it for me. I'm going with, uh, Julia. Okay. Tim, just to add on to your thing, uh, Steve Carell never won as Michael Scott in The Office. So, I mean, I get your point. Um, it's it's not the end-all, be-all, but when somebody wins every single award, it's kind of hard to ignore. Yeah, I'm not under much respect to her for that. Um, I just, you know, I'm using my eye test of who I like better, and obviously I haven't seen Veep, so shame on me. Oh, but... you haven't seen Veep? <laughs> no. Oh, all right. I... Well, then we're moving on. Well, watch we Veep. At some point. Right, well, watch Veep. Maybe I don't want to now. Oh, everybody listening at home, watch Veep. Well, now I'm gonna like fantastic. Every time I watch Veep, I'm like, well, Amy Poehler sucks. So some of the shock Veep. value of like what they do on Veep has worn off with modern times, but uh, it's pretty good. Okay. Well, we have our uh, that bracket moves on, so we're moving on to the west side or east. Where are we moving? East side bracket. East side. East side. East sorry. Side. Okay, east side of the bracket. We move on to our one versus eight seed, which is wow, my computer screen just pulled up very fast. It is Seth Rogen versus Aziz Ansari. Sorry, and Donald Glover. Moving <laughs> up again. Donald Glover changed sides. Um, so Seth Rogen, you guys know him, right? Heard of him. Yeah, yeah, so he's been in many things, but some of those things got eliminated, unfortunately. So that was tough for him. Which is includes like knocked up, super bad. Two of his most classic movies. Pineapple Express was right before two, I believe. So that kind of stinks. Um, I don't see it on the list, so it didn't count. So his list is um, not that great. 50-50. He was also in Guilt Trip. My mom loves that movie. Uh, that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't <laughs> no. add it. Yeah, I don't know why my mom loves that movie, but she loves it. Um she was, he was in Neighbors, which was a good movie, obviously. The Interview, good movie. The League. What was he in The League? He's the he's that porn, oh, he's with, um, the porn guy. Dirty. Yeah. What's his name? Dirty something. Yeah, Dirty Randy. Dirty Randy. That's it. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. The Night Before, good Christmas movie. Um, Sausage Party, Disaster Artist, The Long Shot, and The Lion King. And oh, Lion gosh. King, he's one of the most standout kind of – Oh yeah, cartoon actors because his laugh is so great, so it just stands out in any movie he does for that. I feel like him more than any other person on this list is more, um, not like more. What's the word I'm looking for? This kind of more points for his, yeah, more record, more points too for his um, animated stuff. Right, and we're not getting into like what he produces and stuff, but he's got so many like TV shows. We talked about the boys. Um, he's got that. He's got. Uh, uh, Preacher, and there's another show I watch on um, Hulu, but I can't remember what it's called. Future Man. Future Man. It's pretty good. If you like the boys, it's it's along the same vein of ridiculousness. Yeah. 
Yeah, so his list is pretty nice. And then you got Aziz, who is pretty much his main thing of this decade is Master of None and Parks and Rec. He has the Parks and Rec pool. Um, you know, he's great. One of the best characters, like side characters for a TV show, Tom Haverford. And um, what else? Get him to the Greek. He was in 30 Minutes or Less, which one of his first movies that he really did and after like doing a stand-up. So that was kind of a big deal for him. Um but Master of None is the one that sticks out to me in Parks and Rec. So is that big enough to take down the master of Seth Rogen? I don't think so. I love Master yeah, of None, yeah, but a lot of these people, they have their notoriety for being in a Seth Rogen movie. You, you got to have to – Yeah. you got to move Seth Rogen along. So he's like the coaching tree. Like he's like oh, the yeah. top of the branch. He's, the, the he's like Andy Reid. He hasn't won yet, or he just did win. <laughs> Maybe – oh, look at that. There you go. Foreshadowing. So, uh, yeah, so Seth Rogen moves on. We move on to a big, big matchup. We got Will Ferrell, the Will and Bill. Will Ferrell and Bill Hader. This is going to be a controversial matchup because Will Ferrell, you're like, how the hell is Will Ferrell a goddamn four seed? He's the funniest man alive. He doesn't deserve this. What are you guys doing? Um, just look at his resume from 210 to 220. Uh, it's not that great. Yeah, it goes down a hill after the other guys. Very basic. So, yeah, the other guys, funny movie. Maybe not even close to the top of his list of, like, funny movies. Lego Movie, you know, animated, but still good. Megamind, The Office, which was a good season with him, but still. Yeah. No. Worst, no. worst season. I I he ruined The only, Office. Only because, I mean, he gets a bad rap, but I thought he was still funny. <laughs> he he might have earned that. The episode of the um, – What's the the last Dundies he was good in? Um, there's probably two or three good episodes of Bill Farrell in them. Disagree. <laughs> that actually like negatively impacts the other. No, bad enough where I'm like, you killed the office. So I he definitely didn't help the office. Yeah, because I mean you can't replace Steve Carell in the first place. But I thought there's like two or three episodes where it was pretty funny. I don't know how many episodes he was in though, but. Um, that's probably not a good percentage of what he did, but still, um, there were still some funny parts of what he did in the office to me, but I get what you guys are saying. He is not Steve Carell. So, um, the campaign, get hard, daddy's home, Zoolander two, um, the house, like we said, Amy Poehler and between two ferns, um, nothing really stands out as being that blockbuster hit. Nope. To what we know Will Ferrell for, which is a you know, like what you're saying, okay, he's got to lose. Like he's, if he sucks, he sucks. But Bill Hader, he's a, a very good candidate to beat him. He was in Barry, as we know him. He was in SNL from 2005 to 2013. So we take his last three years, but his last three years with, um, Stefan, is that his name? Yeah. That's one of the biggest characters. It's a re recurring character now still, today in SNL and very well known. So that role in itself made him big in SNL. Um, he was already big before that, but you get what I'm saying. He was in uh, Sasha's Party with Seth Brogan, Trainwreck. He was in Inside Out, The Mindy Project. Did that really need to be on it? Was he? He was a recurring yeah. character. Okay. Um, Skeleton Twins, never heard of that. That's what helped him get the role of uh, Barry. He proved oh. that he had uh, range and could do comedy with more of a dry you know, drama to it. Okay. Have you seen that movie, Jordan? I have. It's been a long time. 
I thought it was. I never even heard of it until today. It was. It's pretty good. I think it's one of those movies. If you're locked in your house for a couple months and you're looking for something to watch, I'd watch it. Tim and Kristen Wiig play twins. Pretty good. Cool. Um, Dan, what is what sticks out for you here in this matchup? Um, like I said, the uh, for a negative to Will Ferrell, The Office <laughs> just um, <laughs> he was he was just awful. Um, so I think that negatively impacts. The other guys was good. The campaign was okay, um, but yeah, best. Um, I I've never seen Barry. I'll admit that, but I know just in talking to people that it's like supposed to be one of the best shows on TV right yeah. now. No, it's phenomenal. Trainwreck I thought was good despite uh, his co-star, I guess. Um, but, LeBron. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. Tim, your girl uh, Brie Larson's in there too. Yeah, Brie Brie. Um, pop star is super funny. I, I would go Bill Hader just, uh, cause didn't he just win? I mean, again, not that awards mean everything. Didn't he just win best actor for Barry? Did he win best actor or did he win? He might've won director for one episode. Nice. Gotcha. Well, either way I'm picking um, Bill Hader too. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a very tough draw, but I think I'd go with you guys. It's three Oh, Will Ferrell knocked out in the first round. He's in, this is the wrong era. This is uh, this is like Shaq playing for the Celtics right now. There you go, Tim. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nice. <laughs> Basketball. Um, okay, next matchup I think is one of the better matchups. Um, just a, a funny people. Not like this, definitely the resume, but just funny people. Uh, Chris Pratt versus Ryan Reynolds. So we'll break down Ryan Reynolds first as the sixth seed as I scroll down some more. So we have Ryan Reynolds. You know him in Deadpool, right, guys? I know him. Okay, that's good to hear. He was also in the changeup with Jason Bateman, who was not in this list, who I don't think deserves to be in this list, just so you guys know. Um, he was in <laughs> Turbo, never heard of. The Voices, never heard of. The Hitman's Bodyguard, Pikachu, Hobbs Shaw, Six Underground. So after Deadpool, for me, nothing really that stands out. So the Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh, so he's done other movies, obviously. They're not you know, he did comedy Greenland. first. That's a joke in itself. Um, <laughs> so the Hitman's Bodyguard is very much in the, the vein of Deadpool if you watch it. If you like Deadpool, you'd like him. It's just basically him and Samuel just just going back and forth with just jokes and just saying dirty shit while they blow stuff up. Doesn't sound like comedy to me. I said dirty jokes. Oh, I didn't hear that. I heard blowing stuff up. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a comedy. It's an action comedy. It's in the same vein. Okay, um, and let's really break down Chris Pratt. Um, he has the Parks and Rec pool, he has the Lego pool, and he has the Garden of the Gardens and the Galaxy Gardens of the Galaxy. I don't want to say the end. Gardens of the Galaxy pool. Um, from first glance, I'm going Chris Pratt, and I'm sticking with my first glance. I have to say Ryan Reynolds because I think Deadpool was such a game changer in the world of all rated R movies. It like launched him into another stratosphere of stars right now where like you will tune in to his aviation gin commercials because of something he's done in Deadpool because he's just that funny. His, all of his cameos like in Ted when he sh shows up and he's the gay lover or Hobbs and Shaw he shows up and he's just joking around with The Rock like he's just going tit for tat with everybody. I'll like if you one of the funniest things right now on YouTube which is not a movie but it just shows like his range of comedic value is if you just go. Him, uh, go on YouTube and search him and Jake Gyllenhaal interviews, and it's just 
those him just sitting there next to Jake Gyllenhaal when they were doing the movie Life, cracking up the entire time, just saying the just most absurd shit that's just so funny. He's uh, T.J. Miller said this when they were taping, when they just got done filming Deadpool. He goes, it's not fair that Ryan Reynolds doesn't get as much value as he deserves for being a comedian. A lot of it has to do with the fact that he's attractive and that pisses us guys off because we're like, you're not allowed to fucking have both. So he's funny in Deadpool because they covered his his face up and you couldn't tell that he's good looking. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is also an episode of Family Guy about him, and it was a very funny episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that is a good one. He's got a – he must have a connection with uh, – what's his name that does Family Guy? Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane because he's in Ted. He's in A Thousand Ways to Die in the West, and he's in obviously that, so – can you, Jordan, can you somehow clip the part where uh, Peter and Ryan Reynolds are having a tickle fight at the beginning? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just for you, Tim. Hey, Ryan Reynolds. So what's all this about? Everyone in Quahog likes to tickle fight? I mean, they also said that people who pretend not to have heard of it are chicken. Well, I ain't no chicken. <laughs> nothing. Wow, you got a lot of catching up to do and tomorrow night in the dark, huh? It's a great clip. Okay, Dan, what's your vote for? Oh man, I don't like this. You guys made me pick between these two. Um, man, Jordan made him like I think Ryan Reynolds is is probably a. F- I guess I don't. You know, it depends on what the like rules are for this because I think Ryan Reynolds is a funnier guy. I don't think uh, we're doing I, it by a funnier person. I think we're doing it by the resume more. In okay. my opinion, that's what I'm going off of. I think that's up for interpretation. I guess I don't know. I think Will Fun- Phil- Farrell's be- funnier than Bill Hader. But I picked Bill Hader. Mm, yeah. I, all right. I'll go with that argument. Well, yeah, and we can't choose, uh, or we can't do stand up. Right. Ugh. Based on that, I mean, uh, Jordan, I'm actually, I, I was curious to see what you did because I know that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is your favorite Marvel movie. It is. So um, that should say a lot. Ugh. Um, so I would, I mean, Hitman's Bodyguard, if you haven't seen it, is really funny. Voices is creepy. It's he is a serial killer, and it's just I don't know if I count it as a comedy, but it is. So he hasn't done a lot of straight up comedies, so it kind of puts him at a disadvantage in that scenario. But what he has been in is funny. I think the only two real funny, like I'm looking at uh, Ryan Reynolds IMDb, the only two real funny movies he's been in are Deadpool and Deadpool Two. The rest of his stuff, I mean, I haven't seen uh, Hitman's Bodyguard, but the rest of them are, he's mostly in, you know, he does like more action-y and... Yeah. So, kind of the same as uh, when we were doing the Kristen Wiig, I think Deadpool and Deadpool 2 are funnier than uh, the the heights that uh, Chris Pratt got to, but I'm going to go Chris Pratt based on the deleted scene in Parks and Rec where he talks about Kim Kardashian. And he breaks the life picture too with the suitcase. That was pretty funny too. He, he also, and maybe this was pre 2010, so I don't know if it counts, but there's the scene where uh, Leslie's sick and she's t- talking about her symptoms. And he says, like, Leslie, it looks like you have uh, network connectivity error. <laughs> Apparently, he came up with that on the spot. That wasn't written. Yep, I heard that too. It's fantastic. Yeah, they're. This was kind of an unfair matchup. They are both very good uh, off-the-cuff comedians. Yes. Yeah, so I think Chris Pratt is like a little overrated now. I think people love him a little yeah. too much. But 
And he's not we'll good going the, the other direction. Yeah. He's not good in Jurassic Park World. You mean Jurassic World sponsored by Verizon? <laughs> and and right, Jimmy let's, Buffett's let's Margaritaville. Let's move on. So we're moving on to another superhero in itself. Um, Paul Rudd, who is a seven seed, versus Melissa McCarthy, um, who is also the bridesmaid pool. So who do you want to start with, Jordan? This is tough. Um, let's go through the very long list of Paul Rudd, even though, oh, man, these are good matchups. Okay, so Paul Rudd, Ant-Man. We know him from Ant-Man. We know him from Dinner for Schmucks. We know our idiot brother, which is the very – I've seen that movie, but I don't really remember it. Some with candles at the end. I know that. <laughs> um, um, Wanderlust. This is 40. We have Anchorman 2. Anchorman 1 does not count. Uh, they came together. Parks and Rec with Bobby Newport. Wet Hot American Summer. He was funny in. Sasha's Party. And Living With Yourself. Never heard of. That's that new Netflix series where he gets cloned. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> there we go. Was he funny in it or more like serious role? It's a um, it's a both. It's like Barry. Okay. All right. Um, but dark, no, I think it's comedy. good. I think it's a good resume for a seven seed to get. He's had a little better resume than some other people. I think. Yeah, I, seven's almost low for him, but yeah, here we are. Yeah, and I think um, when I first saw him as Ant Man or saw him like he um, announced it, I didn't think he was gonna be good in it. I'm like, how does Paul Rudd, you know? be a comedic superhero but he definitely still filled the role he's not the best superhero but um he's still funny he's quirky he's good he's a good comedic actor better than the seven scene so with and he's up against yeah oh, well Melissa mccarthy um we know her from bridesmaid um after that it gets a little repetitive slash um but i do think at one point she was the highest grossing female actress for a while once again, tomato, tomato. Um, <laughs> just because you're the highest paid, like I, let's get no, more- not highest paid, highest grossing, like meaning her money, her movies made money. Ah, they're money grabbers. That's what they are sometimes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could see that Samuel Jackson. I think is still the, number one for the, the highest grossing the, actor. The New York Knicks are like the the um, the biggest evaluation of a team, like. $1.5 billion. They suck. Way more than years. that. Yeah, I don't know what the actual number is. But the point is, the Knicks suck, and they're still making a shit ton of money. Melissa McCarthy doesn't suck, but saying the highest grossing movies doesn't make her a good actress either, or good comedic actress. I think she's funny, but I think her being the supporting or the main person in the movie has not turned out very well for her. Uh, yeah, I mean, they might not be you know, your cup of tea, but I do think that she, but her movie spy has a 95% on rotten tomatoes. Wow. Bridesmaids a 90. Um, what else was she in? How is a spy movie better than bridesmaid? That's no freaking way. Yeah. I don't agree. Um, bridesmaids was definitely better. Spy was okay. I think at best it was like, it was like a weird spinoff of Hobbs and Shaw. Um, what else was she in? I'm trying to see what else she had, like, really Damn, high. I mean, that's bad ratings. St. Vincent, she was yeah. in. It's not really that. She wasn't very funny in it. Either way, I'm at eating. Guys, no one convinced me. I'm going Paul Rudd. I'm going to go Paul. Well, I'll let Jordan vote. 
I guess. <laughs> oh, man, Ghostbusters was established as a fresh movie on as a seventy four on Rotten Tomatoes. Yikes. Fuck that. Just say Paul Rudd and get it over with, Jordan. Yeah, Paul Rudd definitely. There we go. Perfect. So we're going back to the West Side. Um, <laughs> we're going. Sorry, we're going. Um, Jonah Hill versus Andy Samberg. Mm. So we didn't we didn't even not we didn't even get into Hill before because it was such a such an obvious win. Yes, get him to the Greek. Very very good, very funny. Um, twenty one or twenty one Jump Street, twenty two Jump Street. This is the end. Wolf of Wall Street, which is like obviously a little more. It's not it's not a comedy, but he still is very funny in that. Sasha's party. Django and Chain. I never really remember him. From so that. he was... has a oh. cameo in it where he plays one of the KKK on the hill, and oh. he's just like this dumbass that well, I forget. He what can't it... see out. Of, he can't see out of the. Bag. <laughs> That's what it is. He can't see fucking shit out of this thing. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was very good. I forgot. I forgot. That was super funny. Moneyball. He was. I don't think funny. He was just a serious role. He was trying to be more serious. Yeah. The time. No, that's not really. Um, but anyway, even like the movies, the com- the movies that weren't comedies, he was still a standout in as someone who could kind of create that laugh factor, even with a couple lines like we saw in Django and um, Wolf of Wall Street is a good comedy actor. Um, then you move on to Andy Samberg, like we said, we kind of broke him down already. He has his mockumentaries. He has SNL. I just had sex. He has pop star never start popping. So we, we said 21 and 22 Jump Street for Jonah Hill, right? Yes, we did. Because I think that alone puts him over the top. I Th- agree. Those I... two movies are up there in the, at least 21 is up there in the top five of the decade. And I know that like we're not counting funny, like just being funny in general is not part of the you know thing. But Jonah Hill is just a funny person now. Like he's just like is a funny dresser. He's got good, a really good weird fashion sense that kind of stands out. He's just a funny person in general. His references are sick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the end as well. So, yeah, by the way, um, I did not add Moneyball on there as a as a comedy. So I don't. That must have been producer Tim that added Moneyball. I was only listing comedies. The okay. funny, the funniest thing about Moneyball is when he's in This Is the End. And he goes, "Dear God, it's me, Jonah Hill, for Moneyball." <laughs> Perfect. So Sandberg, um, like you said, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Jake Peralta, and Popster never stop popping. And SNR is three big things to kind of stand out. A very good resume. Definitely deserved to be in the Elite Eight. Um, but I think his time is coming to an end. Um, I am voting Jonah Hill through. Ditto. Okay. So we move on next to our um, other matchup, which is... Hart versus... Uh, JLD. JLD. Well, now we get into circumstance. I think that JLD had a tougher matchup first round than it is second round. What? Ooh. I think Amy. If I if it was Amy Poehler versus Kevin Hart, I would vote Amy Poehler. Um, if it was JLD, I don't know where I'm getting myself into this. Anyway, I'm voting JLD through um, from Dan's uh, argument earlier in the thing, and I think that Kevin Hart once again is funnier. I just think his resume is lackluster. Um, Oof. I, lackluster against the person who has one thing that you haven't even seen. Exactly, but I I went according to the awards and Dan. It's a pretty good show that I need to watch. I don't think I need to watch Jumanji. Jumanji no, but it, pretty good. it's pretty I've good. I watched Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm saying like you guys, I like Jumanji. 
All right. But I guess in the sense of it, because I haven't seen Veep, I kind of have to vote Kevin Hart then. I mean, that seems logical to me, but you do you, man. But, like, the whole thing was when we did Kevin Hart's thing without stand-up, I kind of had it out for him. Like, I don't want to pick him. But then, like, we kind of got to the point where I didn't really want to pick Kate McKinnon because her resume kind of stunk. Um, now we're JLD will just have Veep. Not that much going on. So I am having trouble putting Kevin Hart through to the final four, but he just got an easy part of the bracket, I guess. Tim, I'm going to vote for Julia Louis-Dreyfus so I don't have to be the decider and put that on your conscience. So my vote's for Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Veep, Selena Meyer, um, and there's probably some residual Seinfeld uh, voting coming from me because I'm willing to admit my biases. I'm definitely Kevin Hart. Okay. Now Tim has to decide. That's easy. It's Kevin Hart. (laughs) He just set you up. (laughs) He's like, fuck you, Dan. Well, I mean, the thing about it, I've never seen Veep, so who am I? Who am I to be this guy who just, like, puts you through from a show I've never seen, and I'm not judging her off anything I've seen. So I'm going um, with, yeah, Kevin Hart. I've seen Kevin Hart. I know what he does. Yeah. I think if you had seen both, uh, like, if you had seen Veep, I think you'd vote for her, but that's fine. Yes. Okay, perfect. So we move on to the east side. Um, we're going with Seth Rogen versus Bill Hader. We, I think we commenced, we did our good research on both of them already, too. Yeah. Like I said, Dan doesn't seem Barry, so I think his focus is going to be on Seth Rogen, if I'm not mistaken. Say that again? Um, you haven't seen Barry, so I think you're going to be more leaning towards Seth Rogen here. Um. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, I'll let you guys argue and then, you know, I can be swayed. I'm not, I don't feel strongly either way on this one. So Um, I'll put it this way. So if Seth Rogen's name is at the top of a movie poster or at the end of a trailer, you're more likely to see it than you would if you saw Bill Hader's name on there. Mm -hmm. Bill Hader's a side piece. Yeah, probably. He's a great supporting actor, but Rogen carries most of the things he's in. Yep. Um, and it's kind of making me not upset. Just uh, it's it's in my mind now. Um, producer Tim keeps spelling Seth Rogen, Seth like Joe Rogan. I'm pretty sure it's R O G E N, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're mistaken. I think you're mistaken. It I don't is? know how to spell. Let me look it up. Oh, it is E N. We're mistaken. Good for you, Tim. Wow. So if you want to know what happened, uh, <clears throat> producer Tim wrote it wrong once. I copied his writing and spelling of it, and continued to confound that issue. Yeah, so it is R-O-G-E-N, just to be sure. Because I, when I saw Rogan, I'm like, without the first name, I'm like, who's putting Joe Rogan on this list as, like, top comedian? So, <laughs> like, are we getting a podcast what here now? Of, what kind of tool um, bag put him on here? Yeah, so, um, okay, my vote is for Seth Rogan. Um, was he in This Is The End, or was he just uh, writer-producer? No, he, no, was, he in, was in it. He's the main character okay, yeah. in it. It's yeah. basically him and Jay Barishow's yeah. relationship yeah. that's kind of the – yeah, I like that movie a lot. So yeah, I'm gonna vote for him. Yeah, this the end moves through to the second, third round, the final four, um, and then we now move on to why, why did Star Lord versus Ant Man? Why did Tim delete the bracket? Because he's just you know he's uh, fussing with stuff. <laughs> what is going on? Tim's always <laughs> he's trying to update the seeds. He didn't like what you picked. We're, we're back. Okay, we're back. He was he was <laughs> he was editing it, but it just happened to be the wrong time because I lost the bracket completely. Um, we now have the three versus seven, which is three Chris Pratt versus seven Paul Rudd. We had a couple Marvel superheroes in the loop. Um, also, both Parks and Rec people. 
also both oh that's true white males yeah by the way uh yeah we got really our diversity fell off well yeah probably a little lost, too fast we lost donald glover pretty quick too so yeah. <laughs> that wasn't good i wanted uh we got in z's on the list i mean yeah not our best work but we've done worse in hollywood that's not our fault yeah producer tim screwed it up blame him right um so either way, we have Chris Pratt versus Paul Rudd. Uh, so kind of pretty much Marvel and Parks and Rec and a couple extra things. So whose resume goes a little deeper or is a little stronger to you, Jordan? Um, as far as straight comedies go, Paul Rudd would take that. But I think Chris Pratt this decade was a little bit more of a front and center comedy draw uh it's tough i'll go pass okay pass. <laughs> i will make the first vote and i'm gonna be voting for chris pratt all right cool we'll put it on jordan because i think it. i'm gonna go paul rudd um i think i think he's yeah chris pratt has definitely became a bigger name but I think Paul Rudd's a f- like funnier and funnier in his roles. Uh, he's also got you know he's blowing up in the meme world lately with that like, look at us, <laughs> right? Thought? And the All fact right. that he does not age. Yeah, that too. I mean, he's in freaking Friends. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the, I'm gonna go Paul Rudd, and we'll we'll put the the pressure on Jordan. But the range from Chris Pratt to go to fat lazy guy to ripped stud superhero. Is a fantastic transition for him, who was kind of out of shape. Paul Rudd's just been the same person, um, same body shape, like probably thirty years. He got shredded for Ant Man. Yeah, he did. He didn't have as much work to do as Chris Pratt. One of the things they said about Chris Pratt is when you're on set of Parks and Rec or like any movie, like if you're eat, if you watch somebody eating something, they usually take a bite and then they spit it out to the side when they're not on camera. Chris Pratt would eat and digest every bite he took. So, like, in every single shot, if, say he's eating a cheeseburger, by the time they took all the takes they needed to, he'd get through eight cheeseburgers in a sitting. Nice. So, what, What's the burger place called? Ponch, no. Ponch Burger? Ponch Burger. It is called Ponch Burger? It's not like yeah. a Spongebob thing. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> you know what's one thing that's uh, not in here, and I don't totally remember his character, but it's not on our list for Chris Pratt, but he was also in Her. I think he was funny. Yeah, in his role. he is. So there was quite a few um, random comedians in her, but I didn't count it as a comedy. No, so it's I didn't not. add it. Um, yeah, because Paul Rudd has, I think Paul Rudd has more range to be funny. He he plays that role of the dumb idiot, and he plays the role of the asshole very well. Um, shit. I think if you were in like a, a wit draw where if like you were sitting and talking to somebody like who's funnier to have a conversation with, it would be Pratt. But I think based on resume, I think Paul Rudd has a stronger resume of films and things he's been in. Okay. So Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd advances to the final four. We're going back to the West Side. And I think um, I think producer Tim wanted Paul Rudd off this list. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we're now going to the West Side um, for Jonah Hill versus Kevin Hart. And like you guys already know, I've been trying to get Kevin Hart off this list for a while now. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going Jonah Hill. 
Jonah Hill. Yeah. Could have been him versus Julia Louis Dreyfus. We would have had a final four that featured a woman, but you guys are sexist pigs. Wow. 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 I'm not the one who knocked out Melissa McCarthy right off the bat. <laughs> All right, guys, let's calm down. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I'd go Hill. You have no choice. So, yeah, no, I know, uh, but I'd like to think I matter. Sometimes. <laughs> um, so we move on to the east side. Um, we're going Seth Rogen versus Paul Rudd. I don't want to be anticlimactic, but I think it's pretty easy with Seth Rogen. Yeah, I just I'm less enthused about a Hill versus Rogen final matchup. <laughs> but it is what it is. What's that um, from draft day when he has the piece of paper or the right. note that yeah. says it was always Monte Mac or whatever? Monte Mac, no matter what. It was always Jonah Hill versus Seth Rogen. <laughs> like, we were, there was going to be those no one way. seeds were, yeah, they were what yeah. they were. Yeah. So well, I feel like that definitely has to do with it being limited to 2010 because, like, right. I don't, I feel like there's people who could have beat him if we had, you know, even just 20. Like the two thousands, yeah. I but I would say that you, then you're putting in Super Bad, which is arguably both of their best comedic movie. True, but I'm but sure they're happy to yeah. see each other. Final good friends, good rivalry. You know, so, I'm glad to see we had a seven seed make it to the final four. A little Cinderella could have had two of them if uh, you know. <laughs> we didn't go. We didn't go chalk. So that's all that matters. So we didn't just and the two my... one seeds in the finals. <laughs> Okay, but we didn't. Before we didn't even that, give him a bye. Both of our two seeds lost in the first round. Yeah, that's good. How many upsets do we have? Okay, so we had a one, a five over a four. Both fives, one over a four. Both threes, first... one. Both sevens, one. So we had literally identical matchups across the board, except for Paul Rudd and Kevin Hart were flipped. The first upset was Tina Fey going over Donald Glover. That was the first upset of the day that we were ready for. <laughs> that was the play-in round, man. You missed it. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. What's going to air on TV? So I think when you... You guys are dumb. I mean, it is a great show, but I just feel like most of no, that we were is the not... Shell just... I was a shell shot. I was like, we're recording all of a sudden. Hey, by the way, Tina Fey's in Donald Glover out. But Atlanta I mean, is a great show. Is, is Atlanta funny, though? Yeah. Yes. Like, is it a comedy? It's funny it in the same sense that Barry's funny. It's the dark humor. And wow, he's really like, good in community. And he's, like he's, he's, he's done more. Yeah, well, and then the other end of it is you're, you're dealing with her producer credits that she's she's so heavily involved in. All right. We're, whatever. Yeah, we're not. We're On to the finals. <laughs> On to the finals. You can't go back Jonah to the Hill. playing round. Jonah Hill. So I think we got to put everything into consideration here, how funny they are outside of, you know, their movies, what they're doing now, their kind of diversity through 10 years. Um, so we have Jonah Hill, get him to the Greek, who I think was like 2012. Uh, Jump Streets were kind of made, you know, middle of the 2000s, I believe. I think 22 was made probably 2018, if I'm guessing right. Um, this is the end, 2013. Wolf of Wall Street, kind of in the middle years. You, you're party. just like throwing these off the top of your head. You have no idea what dates you're throwing out. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> <But> I'm <pretty laughs> like, <sure> I'm right. <laughs> I was like, you're just. There's no way you know that, and I'm pretty sure half of those aren't correct. <laughs> but, but you believed me. I mean, if you did, if you did believe me, I called you on it. Well, if you did believe me at home, like you're like, okay, like why? Why would he lie about that? Like, fake why? news, Tim. I'm not fake news. I'm just kind of you know, hey, these are the numbers I'm throwing out here. In my head, the city of Seoul has 30 million people. 
Do you <laughs> do you want to fact check me? Maybe I'm right. I don't care to. Let's keep okay. going. Did you guys see War Dogs? Yes. I saw War Dogs. Oh, did I forget to add that? I did. I meant to I thought, add uh, War Dogs. It's not super funny or anything, but I thought it was good. No, movie. but I think that get him to the Greek stands out because Seth Rogen's not in that movie. But obviously, this is the end. Yeah, twenty two like, and twenty one Jump Street do not have. So you gotta, you almost have to divide out, remove the movies that they overlap, which is almost unfair because those are the movies that really are the yeah. better Seth Rogen movies. Like this is the end is one of the best Seth Rogen movies, and he's really the star of that. But Jonah Hill is so big in it as well. Does it cancel out? Kind doesn't of. cancel out, but kind of. Yeah. They're, they're going to split some votes. Right. So outside of the movies, they overlap. 50-50 is a really good movie. As far as a comedy goes, I don't know that it fully falls into that category. Um, the interview is obnoxious uh, and almost got him killed. He's funny in the league. The Night Before is is actually a movie I do watch around the holidays. His scene in the church is just really freaking funny. If you have you seen that one? I have. I've only seen parts. So the long shot's good. Disaster Artist is good. It's more of a James Franco movie. Lion King's you know, he's him and Billy Eichner are pretty much the reason to see that. Yeah, Donald Glover's in that movie too. He if you is. look are you guys on Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb? I was on IMDb. If you look at Rotten Tomatoes, of the movies that Jonah Hill did in the 2010s, like 90% of them are certified fresh. Well, he does a lot of serious stuff now. Yeah. Because you know he's friends with Leo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think uh, we can discuss the more. I'm going to go Jonah Hill. I think Jonah Hill has more better movies than Seth Rogen during this decade. Um, I think he's super funny in Wolf of Wall Street. Like we talked about it a little bit earlier and it was like, that's not really a comedy. 95% of his character in that is comedy. I'm going Jonah Hill. Yeah. It's unfortunate because I mean, obviously Seth Rogen, you want to give him almost the, the nod of the hat because he's, the writer on most of this stuff and the producer and he has so much to do with it. But Jonah Hill has better movies when he's not in a Seth Rogen movie. Yeah, that'd be fair. So you're rolling with Jonah Hill as well. I I just don't want to give him that. I'll vote first. I'll vote Seth Rogen. Fudge. Okay. Damn it. Why do you do this to me? Um, part of me wants to say he's he's not that Twenty One Jump Street person anymore. Like he's not gonna make those movies again, which makes me not want to pick him. But the decade's over. I know. Book closed. But never forgotten. The other thing I want, like, I, the other reason I want to give it to Seth Rogen is, like, every single, like, stupid 
web show where like, hey, we're cooking in a kitchen. Hey, we're cooking in a truck. Hey, we're eating spicy wings. Hey, we're just driving around and getting coffee. Seth Rogen just does them all. Like, the fact that just this A-list star just does all these people's sideshows just because he can. He just seems like a good dude. I don't know. And I like the other shows he produces. But I think, unfortunately, at the end of the day, it comes down to almost... Neighbors and Longshot versus 22, Jump Street and Wolf of Wall Street, and that's not even in in the same stratosphere. So, Jonah right. Hill. We're making it official. Jonah Hill is the 2020 champion of the decade of 2010 to 2019 of the world. Wow, what a beautiful title. Yeah. Man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to write all that in the description. <laughs> don't um <laughs> so we are done with that that could have went worse it could have went better i'm sure um we have a lot of notables are we going to read any of them sure just, all right let's pick a few okay james franco my list just got moved yeah james franco donald glover skip jason bateman <laughs> jason sudeikis will forte why does my list keep moving? Because stuff. Somebody's deleting. It's Mr. <laughs> Mr. Futzit. Charlie Day, because of Always Sunny, and we had no way to get him on the list. Um, we got Leslie Mann. We have Larry David, like we said. Uh, Rebel Wilson, Steve Carell, Adam Devine from Workaholics, and the other stuff. She Anna Kendrick. Funny. I don't know why she was on the list. She's not that funny. She's in comedies. She's in comedies. <laughs> Phoebe, Phoebe Waller Bridge won the Emmy this year, I think. Okay, interesting. Oh, Fleabag. Fleabag, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, good list. Anything you regret? Any like picks you regret doing now that you think about it? Uh, I regret the seating. Regret the seating. Yeah. So pretty much whatever Tim had to do with. Okay. Um, I regret. I think it's pretty clear. I I think Chris Pratt should have beat Paul Rudd in my head, but that's not a regret because I voted for Chris Pratt. So just, uh, <laughs> that's fine. Um, I regret I, not, I regret not pushing harder for Amy Poehler versus JLD. I think Kevin Hart beat JLD. Um, and Tim, you voted for Kevin Hart, but you also made I forget which one it was. You're arguing, oh, it was for Melissa against Melissa McCarthy. You're like, yeah, she makes movies that do a lot of money, but they suck, or they're they're not that funny. Mm-hmm. I think you basically made the, that argument against Melissa McCarthy, but then for Kevin Hart, like, oh yeah, he does big movies. And he's no, a- no, no. I I told you I wanted Kevin Hart out from the first round. I just had no other choice because I I would have voted JLD through if I would have seen anything she did from 2010 to 2020, but I haven't seen one thing she did so. I think out of good consciousness, I, I I did start my vote with JLD. Then I changed it to Kevin Hart. Yeah, fair. Kristen Wiig not going further seems like a crime, but. Uh, bad matchup. I think if we change Kristen Wiig with Kevin Hart, we got a new story. No. Ugh. Or Kate McKinnon, <laughs> maybe. We could do this all day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So sure. we're going to next week. We are going to do stuff. So, um, really quick, Dan, anything you want to recommend to us and then give us your three shout outs? Um, 
recommend anybody who hasn't seen Tiger King do it. Um, I guess this podcast has been gone for a while. There's a documentary on HBO called, I think the, the title is I Love You, Now Kill Yourself. Um, it's the oh, story. Geez. It's, um, you guys probably remember it. It happened in like, I think 2014. There's a story about a girl who was on trial for murder. Her boyfriend, this is like a 16 or 17 year old. Uh, her boyfriend was suicidal um, and while he was in the process of committing suicide, he stopped. He was um, putting like the exhaust from his uh, truck into the, the cab with him. While he was in the process, he got out and called her and she allegedly told him, get back in the car, do it. And he did it and died. Um, and it's about the trial, uh, whether or not she should be guilty for that. It's two parts. Uh, the first part is all about like the prosecution and how, you know, this girl's the devil. And the second part is about all these mental illnesses and stuff she had. It was one of the best documentaries. Like I thought it was super, super fascinating. Um, if you watch it with your roommate, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, um, you definitely get to have, like you finish it and you have a conversation of like, all right, well, what did you think? And it, it definitely sparks conversation. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, it's one of the best documentaries I've seen in a while. Interesting. Workman Watchers again? I zoned out. It's on, it's on HBO. It's like, yeah, okay. Uh, it's two one-hour episodes, I, I want to say. Uh, right. But it's it's super good. All right. And your three shout-outs now. Um, three shout-outs. I'm just going to shout-out. I'll use two. I'll say to uh, Donald Faison and Zach Braff. They're starting a Scrubs podcast called Fake Doctors Real Friends, uh, where they're doing a – I mean, I guess it'll probably be similar to like the office one with uh, Pam and Angela. I uh, haven't heard it yet, but sounds really good. Scrubs, one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, so I'll just use those two and then I will shout out uh, you guys for coming back on the air. Ah, thank you. I'm going to shout out. Making, I bought this microphone and I was like really pissed because right after <laughs> I bought it, you guys stopped. Hey, you did all of that Game of Thrones potting, so. Yeah, yeah, that's why a I'm a lot gonna... of talking. Yeah, shout out to Dan for being a very recurring guest because he has this very cool microphone. <laughs> I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shout out the Chicago Bulls documentary coming out April 19th, the first two episodes. So that's pretty cool. And then I'm gonna shout out Jordan because I have nothing else to shout out in my head right now. Nice. Oh, no, 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 retract, retract. Oh, shout out, you. shout out, Brie Larson. Shout out, G baby. <laughs> shout out. What was it, Big Dick Daddy? <laughs> yeah, the guy that was commenting on our podcast or our podcast posts. On yeah, number one fan. There we go. Um, right. My suggestions this week, since those are going to be my shout outs from now on. Uh, books, because uh, each week I'm trying to give you something else to distract yourself. Uh, if you haven't read Dune, do so. There's a movie coming out. I guess, I don't know if that got delayed, um, but that is the new Denny Villeneuve movie based on the book Dune, D-U-N-E. Uh, the Name of the Wind, recommendation from uh, Teacher Tim. Very Hello. good series. Uh, and then uh, last but not least, Devil in the White City, if you're looking for another book to read. Tim? I heard oh, him yeah. saying hello a couple times. Do I lose him? Good. All right, let's end it. You know what we say every week. Bye, Tim. Now we like we say every episode, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Did you did we already finish? <laughs> did did you not? <laughs>
<laughs> I, my, my internet I can stick, stick around if you want to finish. Was it as good for you as it was for me? <laughs> hey yo. Goodbye, everybody. Guess what? I was secretly an undercover rock star this whole time. You can subscribe to Distraction anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you leave a review. Our voiceover guy still isn't getting paid. Wait, I'm not? <laughs> <laughs>